This is the Best Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. We're pleased to have with us this morning attorney Marcella Mansour from the law firm Matos Fijo, Vega Fijo, Mary Jr., and Caroga Advogados in Brazil. Marcelo is a partner at the firm. He counsels insurance, reinsurance, and pension companies on regulatory, transactional, and claims matters. He has also authored several books and articles on insurance and reinsurance. And Marcelo is also involved in the most recent significant transactions and claims matters taking place in Brazil. Marcelo, thank you so much for joining us this morning. John, thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here with you. Today's discussion is on the impact of COVID-19 on Brazilian insurance and claims. And for our first question this morning, Marcelo, can you uh, tell us a little bit about the current status of COVID-19 and its impact on Brazil? Uh, yes, for sure, John. Uh, yes, we, we have uh, 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 reached a point here in Brazil, and I think maybe it's a little bit different from what we see uh, in Europe, but it's very similar to what we see in America. Uh, we we reached a, we didn't have a, a what people normally call the waves. We have a, a plateau, so we 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 began our increase of. Uh, uh, people being infected uh, and unfortunately diseases uh, and we stayed for that for a long period now we are beginning to see a small reduction in terms of numbers uh, we have uh, we are currently reaching uh, uh, the number of 5 million infected people and unfortunately the number of 150,000 people that, who died of the disease uh, 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 we, we, we currently in Brazil, we are resuming slowly activities. Uh, uh, so people are back on the work uh, uh, with very, very few people. But there is one particular point that we have to talk about Brazil and maybe other uh, countries will be similar in, in the Americas, is that uh, uh, due to our economic and social uh, situation, we have a lot of uh, informal work. And uh, for people who have informal work, they cannot stay at home because they depend on, on their work for everyday earnings. Uh, and uh, the health from the state uh, was very important, but took some time to, to, to start. So we, we had our beginning of, uh, uh, of the pandemic uh, uh, very chaotic with uh, uh, different signals and different messages and people need to, need to go to the street. So that's unfortunately that the situation that we, we ended. Uh, uh, so that's why I think different from other countries, uh, we, we are in a plateau situation, not on a wave situation. So that's a, that's a, a general report uh, of uh, COVID-19 in Brazil. Thanks, Marcelo. Are there any discussions on the refund or payback of insurance premium or other types of benefits to insurers? Yeah, uh, John, that's an interesting question. We have seen that happen in other countries, uh, but we didn't see that uh, uh, very strong in Brazil. Uh, I think uh, uh, we can think about something like uh, auto insurance. 
I think the first uh, uh, info that I think it's important to understand from the Brazilian market is that uh, even though in some uh, major cities and most of the capitals, you're going to see a high number of insurance insured vehicles, generally in Brazil, only 30% of the fleet is insured. And, and uh, of course, when you think about that, uh, and you think about that people that... Um, uh, have their cars insured were uh, using their cars uh, to move uh, inside in Brazil, uh, uh, especially people that uh, uh, try to go to the to the countryside, try to go to to get out of the big cities because they thought that things were getting worse in the cities. You d you don't see many people asking for refunds. Uh, so we, we didn't see associations going after this fight. We didn't see individuals going after that. So it's something that uh, actually didn't pick up in Brazil, the, any kind of uh, refund uh, or major refund or payback claims. Marcelo, on property lines, is BI coverage subject to material damages? And what is the status of COVID-19 discussions in Brazil in this regard? Yeah, uh, in Brazil, for the time being, uh, BI coverage are linked to material damages in the traditional concept that we, we have always used is that uh, there is a machine breakdown, there is a collapse, uh, uh, there is something that uh, uh, a damage that you can see that it's destroyed, it, 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 was, it was in fire or something like that, and these would trigger uh, business interruption. That uh, has always been the case in Brazil. Policies are drafted like that. Uh, however, we have to say that we are facing something that's totally new here, and we see voices in Brazil trying to raise the argument and picking up from other countries that uh, uh, the, the, the material damages is, is, is what's behind that is uh, the, the usefulness of, 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 of the property. So uh, if it's not use, useful anymore, if I cannot use it anymore, even though it, there is no material damage, uh, 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 there is some people, I'll not say it's a lot of voices, some small voices trying to raise the argument that uh, this would trigger uh, uh, BI, BI coverages. However, just to come back to the beginning, this is not what we have today, and this is not uh, what uh, uh, regulators have said. Regulators have said what's covered is covered. There's nothing to increase coverage because of the pandemic. And that's not what we are seeing in the courts because uh, uh, we, uh, we, we don't see that in courts because of different from other countries. Uh, BI coverage is not uh, uh, spread in Brazil. Uh, uh, what we're going to have from BI coverage are normally big business, normally uh, operational insurance or big uh, uh, property from factories. Uh, and really, we are talking about, for instance, fires and other types of accidents. But we don't have, uh, like you see in other countries, uh, mid-size, even small or big chain foods, restaurants having BI coverage. So that's why we don't see that uh, kind of discussion very much in Brazil, although we can hear some noises trying to uh, adapt the concept that's well established in Brazil. 
Marcelo, is COVID-19 force majeure under Brazilian law? And what is its impact in surety bonds? And would it be force majeure for future policies? Yeah, th- this is an important point as well. So, so for sure, COVID-19 falls into the definition of force majeure in Brazil. It's something that we could not uh, predict or foresee. Uh, it's unexpected that we cannot avoid. So I think it fills all the requirements. Uh, but one thing is to be one b- thing is to be force majeure, and the other thing is to be a force majeure event that uh, exempts someone from the obligation to fulfill a given ob- obligation, yeah, uh, a given duty. And here is where we have to make the DNS assessment, especially for short bonds. So the fact uh, behind that is that even though uh, COVID-19 may be considered force majeure. When we make an assessment of short bonds, we normally exclude force major events. We have to understand, uh, uh, first of all, what what is the impact of that force major in the obligation that has not been fulfilled. So we have to make a, a, a step-by-step analysis to see, uh, first of all, whether such obligation was in default before COVID-19 hit it. Uh, secondly, we, ne- we need to see uh, whether such of obligation is re- became really impossible or simply burdensome, because then we were going to apply different type of theories, the hardship theories or uh, force majeure theory. And we have to establish very clear a link uh, between the impossibility of that uh, obligation and the COVID-19. Uh, may, maybe the COVID-19 had no actual impact in the, in the, in the fact that the, the obligation became impossible and the, the impossibility comes from other reasons. So this relationship between COVID-19 which is a force majeure event, and the impossibility uh, of fulfilling a, a certain obligation has to be clearly established so that we have a, a force majeure event preventing you and using our argument that uh, you cannot fulfill the obligation. And for future policies, I think we can say today that uh, 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 for uh, um, COVID-19 is not force majeure because not expected. So what what expected today is that people will have uh, fallback plans, uh, 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 emergency situation studies that uh, whenever we have uh, 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 a second heat or something like that, uh, uh, companies will be prepared to deal with that. First of all, they need to be prepared to deal with COVID right now. Secondly, they need to be prepared if there is a second heat or something like that. Unless there is something out of the extraordinary, there is a new type of uh, virus that nobody could expect uh, and comes and hits strongly, then we could even argue that there is a second force majeure. But uh, once the the event of COVID-19 is there, uh, it's difficult to argue that this would be force majeure for the purpose of uh, contractual obligations and insurance. Marcelo, how are COVID-19 claims aggregated for reinsurance purposes? Yeah, we, we, we have seen uh, in Brazil very few discussions about that, uh, but they are, they are, and they are not easy to deal with. Uh, uh, first of all, because uh, uh, aggregation, the discussion of aggregation will vary a lot 
depending on the type of coverage that you're talking, if it's life, if it's property, if it's BI, if it's uh, uh, liability or casualty. So this is the first thing. Secondly, we have to understand uh, uh, what we are talking about. We are talking about uh, uh, a region, a country, uh, what, what time frame we are trying to encapsulate here. So there are lots of things that you have uh, to consider when aggregating claims for insurance purpose. And uh, uh, just to give an example, uh, maybe uh, uh, we can aggregate uh, 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 hospital liability uh, uh, discussions when, for instance, in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the hospital didn't take the right measures to protect their own employees and people that were going to the hospitals to receive treatment. Uh, so maybe we can uh, aggregate all these policies, triggering from the event that they know that the they, they COVID uh, uh, happened, but uh, uh, reached the country, but they, did, they were not fully prepared to deal with that. On the other hand, we cannot aggregate uh, things that are happening in other parts of the country because this is a disease that comes bit by bit. And, and there is a huge variation uh, from different cities and different states here in Brazil. Uh, uh, if you take, uh, if you remind what happened. So first of all, uh, uh, the, 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 the COVID hit countries that were receiving people that were coming from outside the country. Uh, so people that were hubs for airports. Then it started to spread in, in, inside the country in different ways and with different severities. And with that, it makes more very complicated to, to make aggregation uh, tests or, or aggregation analysis. So the recommendation here is to try to analyze on a case-by-case -case base, considering different the type of coverage you're talking and what happened actually in, in the country, in the state, or even in the city, taking into, to take into consideration geographical area, and, and, and the time that we are considering. Marcelo, what's the position of lawmakers and regulators and what are the tendencies of some of the local insurance players in Brazil? I'll, be, I'll begin with regulators. So uh, our regulators, we have a regulator currently that has a very liberal approach. So they, they simply said uh, it's, it's covered what's covered. Uh, you have to read your policy. Uh, I'm not going to get involved on in that. So that's that's their tendency. We had in the past uh, some some regulators were more consumer driven. Uh, it's not the case of our. Of course, that they they have consumer protection. We have consumer protection. That's not necessary under the insurance regulator. Uh, uh, but that was the position of uh, of regulator uh, uh, so far. On the lawmaking area, so uh, uh, in the very beginning of um, of the pandemic, uh, uh, lawmakers were concerned about two things, about uh, health and life. On the health side, uh, uh, the regulators simply said on day one, said uh, it doesn't matter what happens, uh, COVID is covered. So it was very clear. So you have to understand that in Brazil, the, re the health regulator uh, that, that, that re regulates uh, health insurance companies uh, uh, we, we have uh, we call uh, uh, health plan operators because they are not only insurance companies. It's it's one. The, the insurance regulator is another one. So from 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 the health regulators, uh, it's fully covered. 
So it's fully covered, including uh, there was some discussions about testing, but the, most of the testings are covered right now. Uh, on the lawmaking side, uh, there is a bill that's going on. And, and the idea of the bill, it's not approved yet. So the idea of the bill is to say that everything that's related to pandemic must be covered on life and, and on health as well. It, don't, it doesn't talk about property. It doesn't talk about casualty. It doesn't talk about BI. The, the lawmaker was exclusively focused on, uh, uh, on the life and health portion of, of, of protections. And I think this law... Uh, it may it may be approved. It would have retroactive effect. It will deal with everything, but I think it came on. on uh, it's already too late because once the regulator on, on on life on health has already said it's covered on on life, what happened? Even for policies that had a clear exclusions, the life players in in the market decided to pay for COVID deaths for a multitude of reasons. But some of them are uh, at the time uh, and even now, but at the time it was more complicated. It was very difficult to establish that the death was a death by uh, COVID-19. And we have to differentiate death by COVID-19 and death because of COVID-19, which are, which are different. Yeah, uh, but most of most of the death certificates did not even mention COVID-19 because uh, the physicians didn't even know for sure what was the cause of death. So normally it was a general statement. Secondly, because uh, uh, the penetration of life insurance in Brazil is not high, it's low. So even uh, 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 even paying losses that. Uh, technically would not be covered, uh, uh, the, the loss ratio would not be huge. And secondly, uh, uh, there was an assessment that disputing this kind of, of, of uh, exclusions would be very difficult because of the situation we had in Brazil, because you couldn't deep, deep uh, 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 assess what was the cause of death. You're going to expose people doing these assessments, going, sending them to the street and hospitals to make investigations. So the market tried, took the, the approach that say it's better to pay than, than to discuss. And that's what's happening the, in the life. The tendency right now is whether uh, 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 players would put uh, a time period uh, during which you cannot claim death for, for COVID, but even that has not been implemented. So, so far, people are living with that and, and, are, 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 and the tendency is to uh, continue paying. Uh, 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 maybe at some point in time, this will change. Uh, uh, it will change basically maybe more clear for future pandemics, not for this one, but that's what we have seen uh, in, in local players. So if there is some tendency, maybe at some point in time, we are going to see maybe some more clear exclusions because people know what the disease is, or maybe you're going to see some uh, 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 time periods that uh, uh, for during which you will not be able to claim uh, a policy for death uh, related to COVID-19. Marcelo, are there any major cases under discussion in Brazil courts right now? Uh, no, no, uh, uh, not not uh, different from what we see in France, uh, different what we saw in Germany. Uh, we have the FCA uh, 
UK discussions, and we have the uh, discussions in the US as well. In Brazil, uh, because uh, life has uh, life players have dealt with the situation, as I I have described, because for health everything is covered, uh, and now we are talking about uh, casualty and property. So uh, uh, the only case that uh, hit the press was uh, amazingly was the filmmaking industry. Uh, 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 and, and maybe because we have some uh, famous cases in the US, and these cases are, are replicating in Brazil, uh, they basically deal, and this is public, they basically deal not with this discussion on coverage, but uh, basically the discussion on renewal. Because all these filmmaking productions have to be postponed. And sometimes uh, even postponed, they have to be extended in time because uh, uh, if they needed six months to do that because of the pandemic, maybe they will need eight months, uh, uh, 10 months, a year, which increases budget as well. So uh, the discussion we are having here in, 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 in courts are much more focused on whether, how, I can, uh, how insurers can extend it if they can impose conditions or not uh, impose new conditions and how they deal with COVID-19 in the future. That's, uh, 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 that's, uh, that's a discussion that we have seen in courts. Otherwise, what we expect is that uh, in the future, and you have to understand that this takes some time, we may see some short bonds discussions based on what we have discuss discussed before, short bonds claims discussions in courts if the parts do not settle when allocating the risk what is covered by COVID, what's, what's the impact of uh, force majeure, what's not an impact on force majeure and should be paid by the insurer. So it's possible that uh, in the future, we are going to have some discussions about short bonds. I think at this very time, people are trying to solve the problems and, and see if there is a claim to be to be argued. And if, if, the, if there is a claim and if the claim is not paid, uh, this uh, this will possibly go to court. You have to understand that uh, uh, the insurance piece is normally the last one to move. Uh, yeah? We have to uh, people will will try to understand what has happened. They will read their policies. They will reach the conclusion that they are possibly covered. They will ask for uh, uh, the payment of the claim. The claim will be adjusted or not. Uh, the claim will be paid or not. And only if the claim has been adjusted and not paid is at the time when we go to court. So we have a long tail here. That's why in court we have today basically discussion on renewals because these are the first discussions that uh, that will come when facing COVID-19 uh, insurance-related issues. Marcelo, thank you very much for joining us today. John, it was my pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to you. That was attorney Marcella Mansour, who is a partner at the law firm of Batos Fijo, Vega Fijo, Mary Jr., and Caroga Avogados in Brazil. And special thanks to today's producer, Frank Bowinkle. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash claims resource. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. 
Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.